Hi guys, welcome to my podcast, One Organized Mama. This is episode number six. The topic today is how to become a professional organizer. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. All right, this is something I get asked a lot. How did you become a professional organizer? So today I'm going to give you like a bird's eye view of the business, of all of the things to consider, well, almost all of them. If you do have questions, always know that you can email me. Super easy, one organized mama, O-N-E, organized mama, M-A-M-A, at gmail.com. I'm always happy to answer your questions. Um, so how did I get started? Well, if you've followed me on social media or my blog or my other podcasts, you know I was a full-time working mom that I worked outside of my home. So I started my business while I was still working my full-time job. So I had a, a side hustle, this little business, One Organized Mama. Started to tell friends and family about it. Um, I would start to work for friends and family and, and then it would be like a friend of a friend and they were all so wonderful. And then I got my first like real client. Um, it was someone that I had never met before, total stranger. It was a referral that someone had sent to me. Um, so I'll give you an example. So this is my example of like what not to do when you're starting out in the business. So pretty much don't do anything I did in this situation. So I was so excited. I got that referral, got the phone number, called the lady up, was super nervous. I was probably shaking a little bit and um, asked her some really vague questions like, okay, so tell me about your your project. Tell me about your situation. And she said she had just gone through a divorce. It was just her and her two little girls and they downsized. Um, and they had just moved into a townhouse, two-bedroom townhouse. So I was like, all right, got this. you know. So I set a date and a time where I was going to go over and, and help her. I had like this three-hour organizing package. And so I, I set a time. I didn't really give her uh, like an end time, um, but I said I would be over there and I could help unpack her boxes um, and get her set up in her new home. Super like positive and excited. So I show up the day of, and um, she meets me at the door and pretty much like she's leaving. So I was a little surprised because she told me like I would be helping her unpack. And then she tells me when I get there, oh, I have errands to run. So just go ahead and go get started. And um, thankfully I ask, okay, well, tell me what's most important to you. Can you tell me like two or three spaces that you want me to make sure get done first? And um, she's like, sure, my master bedroom closet in my girl's room. I was like, all right. So I go up there and I'm I'm pretty fast, even back then. I, I'm, you know, work pretty quickly. So I get started in her um her master bedroom and I start unpacking the boxes. And um I remember her saying she downsized. Well, I now know downsizing is a very subjective word. It does not mean the same for everybody. Uh, I've had clients that have downsized from a 7,000 square foot house to a 4,000 square foot house, which <clears throat> at 4,000 square feet, that's bigger than most homes that most of us live in, right? Um, downsizing, I think, meant for her, she just moved into a smaller home. She didn't actually downsize any of her belongings. So 
I just started unpacking the boxes and hanging up the clothes. And at first I was being really cute and like rolling the belts and making sure everything was color coordinated. And then time just started ticking by. And about um, almost three hours in, um, she came by and she walked in and she wasn't super thrilled with me. She looked at me and um, said, oh, I thought you would have been a lot further along than this. Apparently, this is someone that has never unpacked for herself before. And I was just embarrassed. I was red-faced and I rambled and like, Um, And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. She said, how long is it going to take you to unpack my house? She just was kind of curt with me. And so I said, "Um, could you give me three more hours? So I was going to charge her (laughs) um, what I would have charged for um, for three hours double my workload. And I just felt so bad and I was embarrassed. So I charged her, I worked double the time for the same amount of money. And I think back then I was charging like less than a hundred dollars for a three hour package. So lesson learned, right? So anyway, I at three hours, I mean, really started booking. I stopped like making sure everything looked cute and pretty in the closet. And I was just like, ripping open boxes and trying to hang the stuff up as fast as I could. And then I'm still in the back of my head. I'm like, why did I tell her I could do her entire home? And I hadn't even touched her girl's room yet. So I finally about, uh, it took me about four and a half hours to unpack all of the boxes in her room, at least to hang stuff up, put stuff in drawers in somewhat of a, of a decent manner. And then I had an hour and a half to go and do what I could in her daughter's room. And I felt like I barely scratched the surface. But at the end of six hours, she came. She wasn't super thrilled with me because she still had an entire house to unpack. She paid me like my 90 bucks or whatever it was for six hours of work. And I left and I left with my tail between my legs. And I just thought, on my way home, like, what the heck have I just done? What am I gotten? What have I gotten myself into? What am I going to do about this? So I, um, at the beginning of my business did do a lot of research. I read books. I researched other professional organizers. Um, I was really sad and disheartened. I will say because I did reach out to a lot of professional organizers, not just organizers in my city, but like elsewhere just to ask questions. And nobody ever responded back to me. And that's always kind of stuck with me to this day, because over the years, I've always had people who've wanted to start their own professional organizing business, reach out to me. And I always, always, always try to do at least a phone call with them. Um, I've brought some of them under my team, or, you know, responded to their emails, because I know what it's like when you're out there, and you this is your dream, and you want to start a business. And Nobody wants to help you. Um, And you find yourself in these situations and you don't even really know what you could have done differently or what you did wrong at the time. There's no one to bounce ideas off of. So that's why I've become just as passionate about helping other people start their own professional organizing businesses as I am about helping people get organized with my um, time management-based system. So if you are in the shoes that I was in back then, where you want to start your own professional organizing business, you're doing the research, you're following the you know pages on Pinterest, and you're following Instagram and listening to other podcasts of all the professional organizers. And there are some amazing, wonderful people out there. 
um, uh, Marie Kondo, the most famous of them. Um, Continue to do that. Continue to go out there and research. But as you do, I want to go over a list of things that I just want you to consider because I am also big on just sharing my secrets with you. I don't want you to make all the same mistakes. You're going to make enough mistakes out there. Let's see if you can avoid making some of the ones that I made. So what are some things that you should consider? The first thing I want you to consider is, is entrepreneurship for you? I heard this um, saying, and I can't, I don't know who to attribute it to. I think it was like on Shark Tank, but they said entrepreneurs will avoid working 40 hours for somebody else and end up working 80 hours for themselves. And I'm like, bingo, I can totally relate to that. You wear many hats as a as an entrepreneur. I am everything. I'm the CEO. I'm the personal assistant. I'm the secretary. I'm the worker bee. I'm the janitor. I'm everything. I'm the personal shopper. I do everything for my business. Um, and I wear many hats. And I have to be very disciplined and I have to be very um, routine about what I do. Otherwise, I won't get my my business up and going. It just falls on me. The other thing to consider about is entrepreneurship for you is you, even though, yes, you get to technically um, work for yourself, you get to set your own hours, but generally you work a lot more days of the week than most people do. So on average, I work about four hours a day. I do, um, I am starting a new career in real estate on the side. So that's bumped up just a little bit, but I do work about four hours a day. Um, and I, I schedule my day so that I do the bulk of my work early in my day, in my morning, and then that way I have the afternoon and evening off because that's when my family life is the busiest. So that is an advantage. But what's not an advantage is I like to travel a lot and I like to go on family vacations and I get... Um, phone calls and emails and text messages that I have to handle when I'm on vacation. And so that's part of the disadvantage of having it. It's like you still need to reach out. Even if you have a team, you still have to kind of be in touch with your business. So are you ready to work kind of like strange hours and work a lot? If if that hasn't scared you off, then you might be um, a candidate for being an entrepreneur. All right. The next thing I want you to consider is know your why. What do I mean by that? If anyone has listened to the TED Talk or read the book by this brilliant man named Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K, he has a TED Talk and a book about leadership. And you're thinking, well, I want to be a professional organizer. Well, professional organizer is a leader. And I am so grateful that I came across this book and this TED Talk early on in my career as a professional organizer because it made me understand the whole concept of know your why. I know it's become almost cliche now. We see it out there. It's everywhere, like know your why, know your why. But it really is important to know your why because on your journey as an entrepreneur, on your journey as a professional organizer, you're going to run into a lot of situations. You're going to run into a lot of obstacles, hurdles. You're going to run into even great opportunities and you better know your why. Why are you doing this? Um, And your why just keeps you 
on track. Um, I have had a lot of opportunities with this. And when I knew my why, I could always refer back to it. It's like your vision statement. Like, why are you doing this? What is your vision behind this? And that vision statement, that why is what keeps you on course. It doesn't mean you have to like, the course works out exactly how you have it planned. But there have been times where someone has come to me with a business proposition or an opportunity or when I've faced one of those challenges or struggles. And because I knew what my why was, I was able to stay on course and know what I could say no to and what I could say yes to. So know your why. Listen to that TED Talk. Just Google like know your why TED Talk and you'll find it. All right. Thank you, Netflix's show on um, Marie Kondo, because we've gotten actually a lot of client referrals from that show. So um, I don't know if it's still on because it's kind of died out a little bit, but at the height of that show, we had a lot of people watching the, the program and they decided to get organized. And so they would reach out to us. And I also had a lot of people who were inspired to start their own professional organizing business. So we had sort of this like rush of um, people watching Marie Kondo's program on Netflix. Unfortunately, what they don't show in that program and what they don't show on any HGTV show is the behind the scenes scenarios of what it's really like to be a professional organizer. Um, Same with all of the social media feeds and all of the social media posts about professional organizers. I am guilty of this. It's hard to show you all what it's like behind the scenes. I do try to sometimes, but I forget because I'm so dang busy trying to get through all of this stuff that I forget. I don't have my phone on me to show you guys. Um, So it's not just, it's not because we're like deceitful or anything. It's just, we're busy behind the scenes and we don't look so cute and there's sweat, and we're climbing on a ladder, and I have dog hair all over me, or I didn't put makeup on that day. And so why would I want to show you guys what it is, what it's like behind the scenes? So when I do have people that come to me, and they want to start their own professional organizing business, I have a little saying, I'm like, this is not an HGTV show. This is totally different. And I know those of you who are in the professional organizing business, are nodding your heads because we've all talked about it. Like we've um, had to manage the client expectations. Um, We've had to um, figure out our way out of this like piles of stuff in a garage that we created with our client. And then all of a sudden we're just like drawing a blank. Like, I don't know what to do next. What the heck am I going to do? What is my next step? Um, we get asked on the spot, like, oh, what's your favorite product for this? And so we have to have a knowledge of what kind of products are available out there. We're supposed to know like how much everything costs, where they can buy it, where they can buy it on sale. We're expected to know a lot. And that's okay, because we can handle that. And for my team of organizers that I, that I mentor, I kind of walk them through this. We have a network. We help each other through all of this kinds of scenarios and situations that we find ourselves in. But a big part of it is managing client expectations. Clients, if you're out there, we do love you. But you can be a little messy. You can be a little grumpy. You can get um, a little frustrated with us when your expectations 
are far exceed what we told you what we were willing to do. So um, it is really difficult. How do you manage some of those um, things and scenarios and stuff? So those are all things that, that you should really be considering. Um, it's messy. I climb a ladder um, almost every freaking client project. I'll, I'll still go on. I still have a couple of residual clients that I, I help maintain their homes. And I was on a ladder the other day in my own home. And I was like, wow, my balance is like super awesome on this eight foot ladder. Um, because I'm on the ladder all the time, whenever I go into a client's house, I swear that's why they hire me. Cause I'm the only one brave enough to go on the ladders. But anyway, um, there's just a lot of stuff we're, you know, it's like behind the scenes, it's dirty. It gets really dirty and really messy before it looks better. Um, and so there are a lot of things to consider. I, if, um, any of you are interested in in joining my networking program? I have just a network of professional organizers. I have like a ten module program. Module two, I go over managing client expectations, and I am not joking. Every single situation that I put into this are situations that my team and I have encountered over the years. We have found illegal drugs. We have encountered. Um, a husband and wife fighting, like knockdown, drag out fighting. We um, encounter clients who are crying. Um, clients leave us with their children. Clients leave their home and not say anything to us, and we just find ourselves in our their home alone. Um, we've even found uh, a, a brothel, an illegal brothel. Somebody wanted us to like set up a quote unquote massage parlor. We said no, and we moved along. But I kid you not, we have encountered some pretty crazy situations. And sometimes it's nice to just talk to other professional organizers about those crazy situations, because no one ever believes us. But we believe each other because we've all found ourselves in those crazy situations. So if you're considering starting your own professional organizing business, I highly recommend that you try to find a group of other professional organizers and just to have a support system, just to be able to talk about some of these things, because it is a really tough business. People are inviting you into their personal space. They are trusting us. They deserve to have the utmost privacy and respect, but it is tough because it's not just physical. It's also very mental and emotional of a job too, because you're also kind of this therapist as well um, for your clients sometimes. And we love them and we take really good care of them, but we kind of need some support too. So if you don't have a support group, consider contacting me because I'm building a network of organizers through One Organized Mama. All right. The last thing that I want you to consider before starting your own professional organizing business is what type of business is this going to be? Are you working full-time and you need a side hustle? Are you staying home with your kiddos and want to just earn a little extra money every week? Are you, do you have like dreams of becoming the next like Marie Kondo or, or Martha Stewart and you want to build an actual brand? I want you to start to think, where do you want this business to go? You don't, ha- don't overanalyze this though. Just do kind of like a dream sheet. Do some six-month goal setting and goal plans. It'll it'll come um, to fruition as you go. If you're willing to put in the work and the discipline, let me tell you, 
you will have those pinch me moments. I have had so many of those pinch me moments because my business literally started from a post-it note. Yes, a post-it note. And I went from a post-it note to being in a major celebrity's home organizing his closet. And I had about 42 pinch me moments in that where I was like, oh my gosh, I literally like have a team of people and we're organizing this super famous person's closet. I'm touching his clothes. I'm folding his underwear. I cannot believe this has happened. Um, And it happened not by luck, but it happened by a lot of hard work. But it also happened because I had a plan and I didn't have a plan right away. So that is a lesson that I want you to learn from me. Start to build a plan. Start to decide what kind of business that you want. Um, A quick side note on branding. Um, I learned the hard way people steal from you in this business. Um, And without getting into um, the nitty gritty, super ugly details, um, people will steal your name. They'll steal your ideas. And they'll even get an attorney to get behind them and act like, wow, this I came up with this on my own. What are you talking about? And so hire an attorney when it comes to if you do want to build something long term and you really want to focus on branding, um, hire an attorney as soon as you can to get that trademark and copyright, all of that stuff in order from day one and then protect your brand. And unfortunately, that means you just have to do it, go out there and do your own due diligence, watch your market, see who's using it. Um, and um, because people get inspired by you. This is the best way that I can put this. People get inspired by you where they feel like they have to take your stuff and use it as their own. So more power to you out there, to those of you who do it. But for the most part, try to come up with your own stuff and um, be proud of it. And then go out there and, and build your brand, however big you want it to be. All right. Lastly, we're going to get into the nitty gritty. And this is how how to start an actual business. The first thing I want you to do is I want you to research how do you get a business license where you live. Um, if you have no idea, you most states um, start with, so I live in Nevada, Nevada Secretary of State website. So if you live in Illinois, if you live in Florida, go to your Secretary of State website. And they usually have a lot of information for how to start a business on there. Another great resource is the Small Business Administration. They do have offices in jurisdictions, small and large. If you have one in your area, I also highly recommend you even go and just stop by. These are like the nicest people on earth. A lot of them are volunteers and they're retired business owners and they just want to talk to you and they're super excited for you and um, they have a lot of great advice and also things that you haven't considered when starting a business. So your small business administration, a lot of free resources there. All right. Um, because you are in people's homes, you may want to consider liability insurance. Um, again, always, uh, consult any, uh, legal, if you hire an attorney, um, tax person for, for all of the nitty gritty little details like that. But I did carry liability insurance while I was working with clients, and it ranges from about $30 to $40 a month. Um, I just started with who my insurance provider was, and they directed me. Um, Some plans out there were like outrageous, um, 
but I think I went with like Allstate and um, yeah, I had a good experience with them. And so I carried liability insurance. Certifications, are they necessary? No, they're not. A lot of people will try to tell you they are. Quite honestly, I mean, I've joined NAPO, I've joined um, other certification programs. And really, it was for my clients. Um, They um, would call me and say, are you certified? They didn't even know what certified meant, just like they didn't know what bonded meant. Nobody really understood what bonded meant. So I learned what certification meant. I learned what bonded meant. And then I educated my clients um, on that when they called. So they were like, oh, sounds like you know what you're talking about. I'm interested in hiring you. Some of them really did go like that. So research the certification programs out there. A lot of them are pretty pricey. Um, They do offer wonderful training. You, um, when you are certified, you can use their logo and some of their branding on your marketing materials and your website, but they are not mandatory. Um, Don't let anybody try to convince you that. You can definitely go out there and just start a mom and pop size, you know, professional organizing business and you would you'll be good if you're as long as you're using good business practices overall. All right, next I want you to start a marketing plan. Um how are you going to get your name out there? Don't put a lot of money in this. You don't need a website when you're first starting in business. Don't pay thousands of dollars for a website. In fact, the only thing I recommend my organizers pay for Uh, when they first get started, is some kind of business card, maybe even a postcard size that maybe has their picture on there and maybe their branding colors. Um, They don't even need to come up with the name. Um, You can just do Organized by Janelle or Janelle's Organizing Business or whatever. Just keep it simple. Um, Be, I will say, be, again, from my personal experience, be conscientious of who's using those names out there. It's pretty disheartening when you've built a brand and you see someone else is using your name. Um, You don't, why create the confusion in the marketplace? Um, It's just silly. Um, Be creative. Uh, Come up with your own branding. Come up with your own name. And don't spend a lot of money. As we all know, social media is free. I will recommend for your social media, sign up for business pages because then you can follow the analytics on your posts and get some feedback and like what posts are reaching people um, and that type of thing. And also, if you have a branding color, it's kind of fun to put your branding color out there. Red is very um, synonymous with One Organized Mama now, so it's it's my branding color. But get some kind of a marketing plan down. There are a lot of free resources out there on the internet, so all you have to do is go to your trusty friend Google and do some searching. All right. Um, Specializing. You can specialize in just about anything in this industry. I've done estate sales. Um, I've done personal assisting. I've done party planning. I've done a host of other things. My organizers now that I, um, that are the ones that I refer out business to, they love to gift wrap, not me. They love to gift wrap and do holiday decorating for other people. I'd rather undecorate and put people's stuff away than actually do the decorating. I only like to decorate my own house. But um, that's something that you can do as a service. Um, A lot of people do do things like they focus on teachers, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. I've had a lot of teachers who are clients over the years. Um, You can also focus on families who have an autistic family member. Um, 
children or adults with ADHD, that's another area that you can specialize in. So whatever, wherever your heart is, that's where you should specialize. My heart is time management and trying to save my clients time. And that is my approach. It doesn't need to be perfect. I'm very anti-perfect. I'm very much about, I'm trying to save you some time. Um, and that's where my clients um, get for me. But my, my approach isn't for everybody. So figure out what your approach is and consider specializing. And it'll just set you apart from your competition a little bit. All right. The last thing for how to is I want you to plan for growth. At the height of my organizing business, I had 10 organizers. I went from managing clients to then managing people. And that was a nightmare. And I, I, not because the people were a nightmare. I love them. Some of them are still with me. It was just managing people. And here I was, I had my baby, my little one organized mama baby. And I was like trusting her with all of these different people. And I'm like, hey, that's my name out there. And don't show up late. And what do you mean you forgot you had to work today? And do not cancel last minute. And um, all of those crazy things when you're managing people. Um, So if I could go back, I wish I would have considered managing for growth a little bit better. We were featured on um, the Dr. Phil show last fall. And great, right? Yeah, except for I didn't have a plan for that. I didn't have anything to offer people um, when the Dr. Phil show fans came calling and sent me 8 million messages, and which was wonderful and exciting, but I didn't have anything for them. So I had to learn, again, like have some resources. And, and now this past year, that's what I have focused on is building some resources. So when and if we get that national attention again, I'll have something to give um, those folks as um, a resource that they can use, even if they don't live in the Las Vegas Valley. So plan for growth. Okay. I know I've thrown a lot at you this time. Um, I do want to say, I just want to give a little plug in for my professional organizers that are flipping amazing. I have Sydney, I have Hannah, I have Victor, and I have Jelena, and they are amazing. So if you live in the Las Vegas Valley and you want to hire one of these fabulous, amazing talented, hardworking, friendly. I'm going to tell you, you will laugh if you hire them. They're awesome. It's like having your best friend help you with stuff around your house. Um, Send me a text or give me a call 702-817-1997 or go to my website, oneorganizedmama.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and their information is on there. So If you'd like to hire them in the Las Vegas Valley, they would love to work for you. Um, If you do have a home organizing business, you're thinking of starting one, and you'd like to be a part of this awesome network and you live outside of Las Vegas, give me a call, shoot me an email, because I really would love to grow a network of professional organizers out there. I do get um, people that contact me from all over the country and ask if I have a referral for a professional organizer in their area. At the moment, I don't, but I would love to build a network. And so I'll tell you all about how you can become one of my network organizers. It's a um, link on my website. We have our own Facebook group that we're growing. And it's just kind of fun to have a group of people where you can like, hey guys, 
I have this question or I have this dilemma or so, can someone help me out? Um, so it's nice to have a lot of organizers that understand you. We know sometimes as clients, clients, we love you, but sometimes you can be a little difficult and we just need to kind of vent and like, ah, I don't know what to do with this client. So it's great to have a team because what I've really found from my own personal experience is that community over competition is far more important to me um, than going out there and just beating my competitor. Um, I've been through it all. And even when it comes to the person who has stolen <laughs> my business ideas, I still, you know, I get it. I get you, girl. I mean, it's tough. It's a tough world out there. And it's a tough industry to navigate And you know what? There is room for all of us. There are enough clients that need our services and we can support them all. So um, let me know if you have questions. If you know of someone who's always wanted to start their own professional organizing business, please share this podcast with them. I would love if you do so and send me your questions. Also, make sure you go on and follow me on Facebook and Instagram if you aren't already. And I hope you guys are having a wonderful week out there. And thank you for listening to One Organized Mama.